you are listening to the Truth Experience podcast that inspires young people to identify truth and encounter God. We are your hosts, Sean and Alec. Hello. You really liked the intro music, yeah, didn't I you, bro? I forgot you had that. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to talk about the elephant in the room right now. We're recording this around lunchtime. So yes. he just ate. I haven't eaten lunch yet. So if so. my performance is off. <laughs> I'm a creature of habit. Usually I have a nice big <laughs> breakfast before we do these. So. It's true. You always come here with a smoothie. Yeah. Every like, time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and it's after like a couple bagels and, you know, so. That's true. Yeah. I needed to eat before this because I was, I I it's not going to be good. I have sushi waiting for me right when we, you know, hit the done button. So, so you're going to be like 15 minutes. Like, Let's get this over actually. with. <laughs> it's nice talking to you guys. <laughs> 15 minutes it's over <laughs> oh man uh just quick quick couple things you guys know how this goes but um uh, if you want to support our podcast you can always share this and um subscribe and then also um you know rate this on itunes um that would be very helpful and then also financially if you ever want to support our podcast you can text high school um no spaces no caps plus an amount to 702 seven one zero four seven eight four and then always what we really want to do is answer questions so if you have any questions just email them at youth at cclasvegas.org that's youth at cclasvegas.org yep that's all we had to do right yeah, of course okay awesome. today is um i would say probably one of the more serious sensitive topic for sure sensitive serious yeah. topics that we've done so far and um we definitely are really excited about this because I think that, um, you know, it's really something really important to talk about, especially with the current, you know, we're going through a voting season and uh, you may be in high school and you're like, I don't even have to vote. Uh, or you may be a young adult and you'd be like, yeah, I have to vote. And this is a really big issue right now. We're going to be talking about abortion and um, what the Bible says about abortion, what the truth about abortion is. And, um, you know, what are we supposed to do as Christians in response to abortion. So, um, I hope that wherever you're at, okay, we, we realize there's probably, you know, a couple different people that are listening to this type of podcast, this podcast, a couple different types, either a, you're a Christian and you want more knowledge about, you know, how to defend against abortion, how to fight abortion, probably be a better way to say that. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you're not a Christian and by some reason you searched up, what do I do if I have an abortion? This podcast come up, came up, you know, and you're about to have one, but you're listening to this. We also realize maybe God led you to this podcast, which is which is really, really cool. And hopefully you're blessed by this. But we're going to do our best to talk to every type of group of people today and just talk about the truth of abortion. Yeah, for sure. I think, like you said, there's a big spectrum of people that may be listening to this and people that have different views and are in different places of life. If you're you know, young and you're like, I don't even know what abortion means. Or if you're old and you know, you're seeing this on the news all the time, you know, so... I think the, a big thing for our podcast is just, you know, this is a hot topic right now. We have the election. We have someone yeah. being um, brought into Supreme Court, which is, yep. you know, the head honchos that usually make these decisions of yep. if you could do these type of things in our country. So we want you to not only have an, make an opinion for yourself, but we want to tell you what the Bible really says about this, you know? And yep. Yeah, that's why we're here. So. That is why we're here. So we're going to kind of split this up into a couple different um just a couple different sections, you know, as we normally do. But the first thing we want to talk about is um, what does the Bible say about abortion? And kind of like, let's give like a, an intro to what we're going to be talking talking about. What, what do you think the Bible talks? How does, how can we relate? You know, the word abortion is not in the Bible, yeah. right? But, but how can we find it in the scriptures? So I think 
we have to look at what does the Bible really think? When does, I think the better word is, when does the Bible really say that you're alive, I think is in the sense. And I think that's the big topic when it comes to abortion, that type of thing. Are you officially alive when your mother gives birth to you? Yeah. Or are you officially alive at conception? Or is yeah. it somewhere in the between or something like that? Um, I just really wanted to read a couple of scriptures just to get you guys an idea of what the Bible says. Um, Psalm 139 for you created my utmost being. You knit me together in my mother's room. I praise you. I'm fearfully and wonderly made. Your works are wonderful. And I know that full well my frame was not hidden from you. I was pre-made in a secret place. I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed, unformed body. That's Psalm 139. And then also, I don't want to steal all the good verses from you, but it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Jeremiah 1.5, before I was formed in your womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. That's God talking to Jeremiah. So just from those two verses, and I know Alec probably has a lot more things from the Bible, those things just show you that before we were even born, God knew us, mm -hmm. you know? And it says, in our mother's womb, he knit us together. In our mother's womb, we were put together. So if yeah. that's the case, then even before we were born, you know, there was life inside the mother's womb, you know? Mm -hmm. It is a huge argument. And yeah. I, and I see that is the, that is usually where two, the two sides come into fight. You know, when does life start? And, um, I think what's really sad for me is that, you know, uh, I recently just came across somebody and it wasn't a really deep conversation. I would tell, talking to somebody, a Christian, and I was talking to them about doing this podcast and, um, they said something about, you know, we need to redefine what being pro-life means. And mm. I don't really know what they meant by that. I didn't really push the issue. But but what I do see in a lot of Christian circles is this conforming to the idea that life doesn't begin at conception. It begins when you're born or sometime in the middle, you know. Yeah. But it's really sad because the Bible is so clear that, no, you know, God was breathing life is bringing life you know god is the giver of life he breathes life into humans and he does it at conception you know so yeah. it's just like it doesn't make sense to me but i was you know studying and preparing for this podcast and i came across someone reading an article from a lady i don't really remember her name but she's i guess pretty high up in the abortion world you know i don't know what she does ex exactly but basically what she was saying like this is somebody who's pro-abortion and listen to this she basically said not basically Sorry, she said this word for word. I know that life starts at conception and I don't care and I'm still going to have an abortion. That's crazy. So yeah. so we have this side, this weird outlying, you know, idea. It's it's we think that it's a two-sided argument, you know, those who really are just trying to do the right thing. We're think, we're focusing on on women's rights or we're focusing on, you know, we just think this is the best thing for the person, you know. But then you have these people who are at the the head of abortion leading it saying, oh, no, we know when life starts, but we don't care. And yeah. what that says to me is this is much more than just a political argument. This is so much more than just having two different opinions. No, this is spiritual warfare. And I think we kind of wanted to talk about um, the history of, of the destruction of children, you know, in the Bible specifically. Um, I know you had a couple things that you wanted to talk about when it comes to that. What, what, what comes how do we fit this in with what the Bible talks yeah, about? I mean, going back to like Jesus's time in that time, 
this is not a new thing. In Rome, it was, they allowed abortion. That was a law. Mm-hmm. If you look back in Rome, they allowed abortion. So all the way back 2,000 years ago, they were performing abortions, and it was a common thing. It wasn't some backyard thing. It was something that the state of Rome, or however you want to put it, they allowed that to happen. Yeah. Going back even farther to Abraham's time, there's, um, I believe it was Apple of Sodom It was the name of it. It was a, a like almost like a thing that grew on a plant, like a fruit that was poisonous. And that's what they would give the person with the child and it would abort the baby. Mm. So, and there's tons of things you look in different areas, India, Africa, certain plants where they would have that happen, um, that would abort the baby. So this has been going on for thousands of thousands of years. I remember reading statistic since Roe v. Wade, which is when pretty much abortion was allowed in America, 60 million children have been aborted since Mm -hmm. Roe v. Wade. That was like 40 years ago. 50, something like that. I'm, we're not experts at this. No, <laughs> no. But that's just in that time period in America. If you think about it, this has been going on for thousands of thousands of years. Yeah. How many people have lost their lives, you know, from abortion? I think that this leads into something that I wanted to talk about. You know, I think that Christianity today fights everything with personal experience. Yeah. You know, we see a lot of, of emphasis on the testimony or um, the personal situation, because we can all relate to that and that's all great, but you don't fight spiritual warfare with personal, you know, like personal stories. That's not how you fight spiritual warfare and that's never going to win. You know, I think the more that we try to fight abortion with personal stories is the more that we're letting the enemy win this battle. So I think number one, we need to realize this is a spiritual warfare. I just want to read something real quick. Uh, Genesis 3, 1. Um, this is God speaking to the serpent after he comes and finds Adam and Eve right after they sin. And he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. You shall bru- He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now we see this, like God is saying, there's going to be a fight, right? There's going to be a battle between the enemy and the devil and the human race. And out of the human race, we're going to see um, Jesus come and and put an end to the death and destruction. But let's look at the history of the Bible. The first story that happens right after that is Cain killing Abel, right? We see the enemy killing the seed of the woman. Right now, now God is good and they have another child named Seth and he is the one who's going to have this, you know, who's going to, um, you know, the, the savior's going to come out of, right. Then, you know, we skip the genealogies all the time, but like, this is all from the genealogy that I read. And this is so cool that this is so important. Sorry, I'm taking a minute, but this was really cool, you know? And then we see what happens with Pharaoh. Same thing. Firstborn. He wants to kill the yeah. firstborn, the enemy trying to take out the seed of yeah. humans, but Moses survives. Yeah. Right. So now this is so cool. Now we have this, you know, we have, um, we have God still providing a way through the children of Israel. Then what happens all the way, let's fast forward, you know, a couple thousand years all the way to when Jesus is born. What does Herod say he wants to do? He wants to kill the first. He wants to kill the first baby. So this whole picture, this whole picture of the Bible, we see the enemy coming after the children of man, the children of humans, because that is where the savior was going to come out of and it hasn't stopped. And we're going to look at, you know, the Canaanite people and all of that. But I just want to put this in perspective because this is a spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. I'm not the most political person on the planet. Like I really don't have, I don't, you know, strive to get into those arguments and stuff like that. But this is something that we as Christians need to plant our flag on because the enemy is trying 
purposely to kill babies and he just is, you know, and that's, and we can see that throughout the scripture. So I think what we need today is to have a theological argument, not a personal experience, right? You and I are, are men who don't yeah. understand quote unquote, according <laughs> to the culture, right? But you and I don't need to understand because we're going to have a theological argument of why Jesus Christ says this is wrong to do this. And I think that's really important for us for today. Sure. And if we're saying it is at conception, what's, What's one of like the main things you shall not murder, you know? Yeah. It's one of the great yep. commandments. It's like, that's, <laughs> yeah. so if it, it doesn't have to be boiled down to this huge thing. It's literally like, if we believe that, and you said, even people that work at the abortion clinics, which, you know, news to everybody, these abortion clinics make millions, millions, maybe, dollars. millions of dollars. <laughs> when you pay taxes, it's set up that our tax money goes to those places, yep. you know, which is, you know, why yeah. if you have the opportunity to vote, it's very important. So important. Yeah. So, if that's the case, then we need to look at the Bible and see what it says. And if it's you're not murdered, then it doesn't get any simpler than that. It know? doesn't. No, you're right. I, I, I think that, you know, one of the arguments, uh, we can go into the kind of the second portion of this, this podcast. We're going to talk about some of the arguments that we see in the scriptures of why we should not commit abortions, right? We kind of give the intro, the, the foundation. You're conceived at birth, right? Now let's talk about it a little bit deeper. One of the things that I see is that Jesus Christ validated all, the entirety of human life, right? Yeah. He, he didn't come as a third-year-old man just from heaven. He didn't come as a 12-year-old boy who had all of his, you know, things together. He didn't even come as a just a born child right away. No, he was conceived, right? We see like supernaturally through a virgin somehow, right? The Holy Spirit had Jesus conceived and it, and he validated human life at that point. Yeah. All the way to suffering and death on the cross. He valid, validated all of life. And we can talk about, you know, the people that say we should just end older people's lives and how wrong that is some other time. But we see Jesus validating all of life and we see him purposely say, no, this is all for a purpose. Even when I'm still in my mother's womb, it was still had a purpose and how powerful that is, how powerful that argument is. If you're a Christian and you're thinking about getting an abortion, you know, just just imagine what could have happened if Jesus' mom was going to get an abortion, right? You know, he's sure. like, think we about that for a second. <laughs> we don't have the words to say how like messed up we'd be. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not, that's not a, that's a theological argument of Jesus validated all of life, even from conce- conception. Yeah. And this is, and if we look at Jesus's life, like not trying to go on a tangent, um, the people believe that his, his mother had the child out of like, you know, connecting with someone other than Joseph, yeah. you know, and outside of marriage, you know, because no one believed that she was born of a virgin, like, you know, that Jesus was born of a virgin birth. So that was on the table in those times of aborting Jesus, you know? Yeah. So, and it was Joseph's, you know, stepping up and saying, you know, I believe her, you know, yeah. the angel came to me, all that stuff. Yep. If that didn't happen, you know, in those times, that's something that would have happened. That's so crazy. Sure. It's crazy. So crazy. That for sure. That's yeah. insane. Um, we just want to take a quick minute to to just point this out. If you guys are liking this content and you enjoy our podcast, um, we are we you know are blessed to be a part of a youth group that meets on Sunday nights at Calvary Chapel, Las Vegas. And if you would love, if you like this content and want to join us, if you're a high schooler, just want to invite you um, to Calvary Chapel, Las Vegas on Sunday nights at six. We have a lot of fun, but just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Um, what else? So we see God chooses to sanctify and validate all of life through his son, right? But I think a really big question is, how does this relate to women's rights? 
you know, because that's the that's the other side of the argument is like, well, what about the woman? Why doesn't she get to choose? So, um, and that's usually how it's portrayed. You know, we believe in women's choice. That's yeah. usually how it's portrayed. You know, so what does this say about that? What What would you be your argument if someone came to you and said, well, you know, what about the woman who yeah. who was I, raped and who didn't want this and this wasn't her fault? What would you say to that person? For sure, and I think it's important we understand that to like an ability that is the tactic that's used like in the political sense. And if you look up you know, news articles or something on this, that's what you're going to see that side saying that, you know, we have to respect her choice, you know, which I do believe is a very important thing. I think if we do see it as murder, I don't think anyone should have the right to murder, you know? And you may say with, I think a lot of things, abortion is a selfish thing as well. Looking at statistics, it said 98% of abortions when they, you know, asked the the woman why she did it, it was out of convenience more mm. than if her life was in danger having the baby, if it was rape, if it was anything like that. It was more, I'm not ready to have a child yet. Yeah. Which, when you really look at that, that's a very prideful thing. And you're saying, I want to control my own life. Um, I may have made this mistake. If you look at the child as a mistake, whatever. Yeah. But I'm going to choose my life over this child's and saying that this child's life being born, it's going to mess up everything for me, mm. you know? So I think looking at that, looking at it at that sense is a lot bigger. Like it makes it a lot bigger spectrum spectrum than just, you know, this is her choice. You know? mm. Yeah. And I think there still is a choice. Like, you know, there are so many families ready to adopt children, yeah. right? You know, and that's still an option, you know, and I don't, I think there's still is a choice. And I think that it comes down to, um, it comes down to real love, right? So uh, love is sacrifice. That's what love is, right? It's a, it is a sacrifice. And, you know, when you, I'm not a father and neither are you, but but everything I've heard about being a father, you know, one of our good friends, you know, just became a father not so long ago, talking about Tony, you know, and, um, you know, seeing how much he loves his daughter, right? And he'd do anything for her, right? Yeah. He would do anything to protect her. He'd do anything to keep her safe. He would sacrifice his own meal for that his little baby do you know yeah, what i yeah. mean that type of sacrifice and when 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 someone says i'm getting an abortion because it's convenient for me maybe i don't have enough money maybe um it wasn't my plan it was an accident you know first of all planning we don't get to plan life like like uh, it we don't plan life god is the one who gives life when he decides to no matter what right yeah. like it, it's it, that's the the root of it and then how do how can we say our life is more valuable than someone else's? And then what true love is is no, this may not be the best thing for me, but I'm going to sacrifice myself for this child. You know what I mean? I'll sacrifice what I have for this child. And at the end of the day, like like you said, most times abortions are because of mistakes. And yeah, you you know if we can learn anything from the scripture, Daniel, I mean not sorry, David, um, you know whatever, when you commit a sin and then compound that with another sin to trying to cover up that that's never like the best thing to do. (laughs) So uh, I don't think this is, I don't think that, you know, choosing life is, is saying that you don't have rights as women. I think that a woman still does have a right, a right to, to put that baby up for adoption. We're all, our point is, is just don't commit murder. You know, don't kill that baby. And that's so important in this, in this time to realize, I think. I think it's such a beautiful picture, like you said, raising a child. It's it's a picture of like what Christ does for us. It's it's caring for somebody that's not your own, you know, and it's yeah. caring for something, you know, giving them your meal or whatever that is. It's the same thing. I've heard so many things, and I think I've, I've talked to Tony about this, that 
you know, it makes you see Christ in a different yeah. way when you actually have a child, you know? Yeah. So we need to follow that picture for sure. I think it's really big. For sure. Um, we just kind of want to end by talking about, you know, I think that, you know, we see that abortion, abortion is a sin, right? Abortion yeah. is a sin. And, you know, we do believe in the grace of God, you know, and he is gracious even to the to the worst of sinners, right? Um, but this is something that's plaguing our country is abortion. Yeah. I think that something really important to realize is that most abortion clinics are set up in um, certain ethnic neighborhoods, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Planned Parenthood started as a racist reason to get rid of black people. Like that's just, the person who started was racist, yeah. was racist, Pretty right? S- so <laughs> so sure. there's that. But also like I was thinking about the Canaanite people, you know, and we're going to talk about on uh, a podcast, how, why did God destroy nations and, you know, how do we answer that to non-believers? But we see the Canaanite people, you know, being, hey, you guys are going to be, the children of Israel are supposed to wipe you out. Now, they didn't follow through all the way, but they were supposed to wipe them out, right? But why? Who were the Canaanite people? And I just want to, you know, just tell you who they were. They worshiped demonic idols. They were into very um, demonic sexual acts. They even sacrificed their own children to Canaanite gods. Yeah. Wow. We see that this, when a culture has gone so far to think that the value of life doesn't matter and that we can sacrifice our own children. Now we may not be saying we're going to sacrifice to the God of all and killing our babies, but we're still sacrificing it to God, the God of self pleasure, the God of self need or self love or self want, right? Like that's a God today in our culture, excuse me. And we see the Canaanite people being wiped out because of that. We need to wake up as Americans sure. in our in our in our country. Yeah, we don't like to think about it, but we have blood on our hands as yeah. Americans for sure, and it's been going on for you know forty years or so, and seems to continue to go on. Um, yeah, if when we talk about America needs to wake up, like and come back to like having their coming back to yeah. Jesus moment, I think that has to be first on the list for yeah, sure. Yeah, it does. It's so big for sure. What would you say to somebody? Let's let's talk about you know just a quick couple of things. You know. Uh, what would you say to somebody who is saying, well, I'm thinking about having an abortion? What, what, like, listen, just listen to this podcast. They happen to stumble across it. What, what would you say? I think we think no, nobody thinks they're ready. I believe maybe a very small percentage when they yeah. actually have a kid. Yeah. If my wife came to me now and hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast. What <laughs> <laughs> if she's like, oh, you know, we're having a baby, all that stuff. My immediate thought probably will be like, oh my gosh, I'm not ready. Yeah. You know, I could be excited. I could be, this is going to be great. Like, you know, I've always wanted a kid, but I'll be like in the back of my mind, at least at first would be like, man, I wish it was kind of like three years from now, you know? And even fast forward three years from now, if she says that, I'll probably say still, I wish it was three years from now. None of us, it's a huge U-turn in anyone's life. So, but first off, you have to look at, we're not here to make prideful choices, you know? Yeah. Especially taking someone's life, even if it's just like a newborn baby that's defenseless, like... We need, we can't look at that and say my convenience, me being able to hang out with my friends more, me mm. being able to pursue my career path, this child has yeah. to come before it. And if at least, you know, if, if you are going to have a choice, I believe the, the mother should always raise the child, but if it has to be brought up for adoption, that's way better than having to, you know, do an abortion for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I would just add, you know, if you're struggling with this, I want to encourage you to call our church, Calvary Chapel Las Vegas. If you look it up on the internet, you'll find um, the phone number. I just really want to encourage anybody that is struggling with this to call the church. We can offer counseling, you know, and 
um, I think that it would be really good to talk with somebody, talk to one of our pastors or something like that, because this is really important, important, you know, to talk about. Now let's talk about the group of people that want to help, want to fight against abortion. What can we do um, or some things that we can do to help fight this battle uh, against abortion in our country? Yeah. And first off, if you're old enough to vote, of course, you know, vote in this election. We're going to tell you who to vote for. We're not just talking about the president, but all the way down the line. Yeah. Um, pray about who you should vote for if you yeah. have the ability to vote and pray. open your Bible and, yes. and, and vote, right? And vote. <laughs> yeah. But also just pray no matter what age you mm-hmm. are. Things are going to change in people's hearts through prayer. I don't believe anyone gets saved normally unless they have that praying yeah. grandmother or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, in everyone's sure. life, it's like someone's praying for you and you may not even know about it. So praying about these things and having mm-hmm. healthy conversations. I don't think a lot of people who are on the other side know about this stuff and have really thought about this stuff, you know? Yeah. If you're, if it's somebody who believes in pro pro choice, they're thinking, you know, the woman has a right to her own body. She Mm. can make her own decision, but they may not be thinking like, you know, when does the heartbeat start in a child, which is very early or look at like, you know, the son, is it sonograms or something like that? I don't remember. I I don't don't know. We haven't had a kid yet, (laughs) (laughs) but very at a very like early stage, like a couple weeks, it looks like a human baby very early on. So I don't think they think about that stuff. So just having those healthy conversations, not arguments or anything like that, but just having those healthy conversations, I think is really big. Yeah. Prayer voting and I'd be vocal about it. I would encourage, you know, we see a lot of young people that are vocal about their, their beliefs politically, be really cool to see a bunch of young people very vocal on the fact that that we believe that life, all life, should be given the opportunity to live and to know Jesus Christ and to live for His kingdom. Every single person and every every single person, um, their life is valuable. You know, everybody yeah. was created equally in the eyes of God. I believe that with all my heart. You know, and um, every person needs to be fought for. Those who are marginalized, those who are treated wrongly, racially profiled, and unborn, they all need to be fought for. So let's fight, you know, that's all we can do. We got to, this is a big deal for sure. Yeah. I remember what a pastor said a couple years ago. This like just came to my mind, so it must be from God, but (laughs) (laughs) no, there was a couple years ago, they declared that there's life on Mars as far as like bacteria or something like that, like small organisms. And then the pastor was like, so an eight month baby that's like fully formed, you know, if they had the pregnancy, then if they had the birth, then, you know, the baby would be okay. That's not life. But this little like bacteria, bacteria, like on Mars is life. So that's what we're dealing with. If that's not demonic yeah. and if that's not a spiritual thing and someone not using their brains, then I don't know what is. So yeah. Don't let the pray. culture define what life is. For Only sure. God can define what life yeah, come is. Come on, young kids. Don't let the culture define you. <laughs> Countercultural. <laughs> well, I hope that this podcast made sense. I hope that this encourages you. Again, if you're struggling with something along these lines, uh, just just please call the church, yeah. Calvary Chapel, Las Vegas. And then also, um, you know, we, we gave you guys be in prayer about this because we, we definitely have a fight on our hands. So, all right, everybody. Well, um, we are praying for you. Um, can't wait to see you next time. Make sure that you're always tuning in every Wednesday, um, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google podcasts, wherever you're at to listen to our podcast, share it with your friends, please. We can't wait to see you next time. Peace out guys. Peace.